Experience the magic of the holidays at the Bull Run Festival of Lights, Northern Virginia's largest drive-thru light show. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow. Ooh and ah through the winter wonderland where it's always snowing and see the tallest light display yet. Purchase tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Northern Virginia's largest drive-thru light show. Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're taking over. Let's make our confession of faith. I'm lifting my phone because that's where I've got the Harvest mobile app. You can read the whole Bible for free in a year because of the faithful giving of the people of Harvest. Let's go. I am ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I decrease that you would increase. Do what you do when you do, how you do when you do it, because you do it so well. We take authority over this atmosphere now and declare that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. So any witch, warlock, demonic force or spirit that would oppose the flow of your word, we shut that down now in the name of Jesus. And we declare that as this word goes forth, it will literally shake and break. Break us from the self-imposed prisons of bad relationships we placed ourselves in. Father, your grace is flowing now. Your mercy is flowing now, even into this atmosphere. I need everybody to say, Lord, I'm ready to receive. Say, have your way in me tonight. In Jesus' name. So guys, we are in week two of this series, 2020, and so far we've learned that sight is what we see and vision is how we see it. That has a term, that term is perception. Say perception. We've learned that our perception can be poisoned by four sources. The first is people. People can project their issues onto you so you begin to see things as they are, not as those things really are. And the danger of someone projecting onto you what their perception is, is that whatever fear they have, you'll have. Whatever insecurities they have, you'll have. Whatever lack they have, you'll have. Whatever negative attitudes they have, you'll have. And I need you to know, watch this, you've come too far to let somebody else stop your progress. You do not have time for your mama to mess up your progress, your daddy to mess up your progress, your cousin to mess up their progress. Some of you are letting people who aren't even alive anymore mess up their progress. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say no more projection. The second thing that can mess with your uh, perception are problems. Problems can cloud your perception and poison your perception so that you think things are worse than they are. Can I tell you the worst time to make a decision? Watch this. Is when you feel bad. Because when you feel bad, watch this, you don't see the good. Come here. When you feel bad, you don't see the good. And when you don't see the good, you'll end up doing something wild and crazy. And can I be honest with you? I don't care if you're 20 or 80. You do not have time to be making foolish mistakes. You don't have a decade of your life to waste dealing with problems. Problems that make you make bad decisions. Can I just get you to release this? Say, I have no more time to waste. See, for some of you, you said by the time you were 35, you'd be a millionaire. I'm here to tell you, God says, no, about this time next year. I wish I had faith in the room. I wish I had faith in the room. Don't play with me. Would you touch your neighbor and say, you don't have time to waste? No, no, I need you to pick somebody else that'll rejoice with you when you say something like that. Touch them and say, I, I don't have time to waste. You sit next to the interruption to the dysfunction in their bloodline, the curse breaker in their bloodline, the history maker in their bloodline. I don't have time to waste. The third thing that can mess with your perception is your past. Your past can mess with your perception because it will make you think that what you were is all that you can ever be. 
And I'm here to tell you, listen, the truth is, is you did everything they said you did. And let's tell the whole truth. There's a whole lot of stuff they didn't know nothing about. But here's the beauty of it. You may have done everything they said and you said that you did, but you are not who they say that you are. Because if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. I need you to stop calling yourself, I'm just a this, I'm just a that, but I messed this up. Can I tell you something? When Jesus shed his blood, it wasn't for everybody else but you. It was for everybody including you. Which means your past can no longer be a prison that you keep yourself in now. So what you made a bad financial decision, get over it. So what you made a bad relationship decision, get over it. So what you made a bad business decision, get over it. I need you to touch somebody on the shoulder and say, please get over it. Say the world is waiting on you. Let me talk to these people over here. Would you touch somebody or say, please get over it. Say your future is waiting on you. Yeah, you trusted some jokers and some marks that you shouldn't have trusted. Guess what? Every single one of us does that. Even Jesus got played by Judas, but at the end, who got the last laugh? I need you to stop trying so hard not to get hurt because that's why you keep getting hurt. Life and love are contact sports. You're going to take some hits. If you don't take hits, you ain't making no progress. Any running back, any running back that's making progress, you know he's making progress because he takes some hits from the defense. Watch me. For some of you, if you have no turmoil in your relationships, that means you're not very good at them. Because whenever you are running the ball and making offensive progress, you're going to have defense trying to come against you to block you. And you're going to take some hits. But I need you to know you were built for the hits. That's why even after they did what they did, guess what you're doing? You're still standing. And I need somebody to celebrate the fact that even though they did their best to try to take you down, you're still... Give God five seconds of worship right there. Go, five, go. Go, four, go. Three, go. Two, one. Say yes, Lord. <laughs> Pain can mess with your perception. Because, because people... Problems, your past, pain. Jabez's mother, we learned that when she had him, she had a painful pregnancy. She named him what she went through. And the danger of pain is that when you are in pain, you will end up becoming that for people. I learned something that helped me deal with people who piss me off. I use the word that you use every day so that you know that the word is real. Would you touch your name and say, this word is real. For those of you who are more erudite and you perform more ecclesiastical sound vocabulary and vociferation of the text. Some of y'all like, I. <laughs> Let's be honest. How many of us have people who do things that just make us say, person, really? People can only do what's in them. See, some of you mad people ain't loyal to you. They're not loyal to themselves. You mad they don't fight for you. They don't fight for themselves. How you love your neighbor as yourself, which means people can only give you what they give themselves. So I need you to stop expecting from other people what they don't first do for themselves. But here's what helped me. Say, what helped you, Bishop? Is that what I says? People who cause pain are normally in pain. So you can only do what's in you, which is why you've got to get that pain and bitterness out of you so that you stop being for other people what you prayed to get delivered from. Because you will become a pain to people. You will become the very thing you ask God to get you out of. You'll become that to somebody else when you're in pain. I need us to go Bible. Put up Mark eleven twenty five. 25. I didn't give you that one earlier. Put it up there for me. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, I release and I renounce all hurt unforgiveness and bitterness against myself and others say I have no time to stay stuck in pain say I release it tonight 
And some of you need to put some names in that atmosphere because you got some names of some folk. And even if you sit next to them, don't you not say it because you don't want to offend them. You can't leave church tonight with that bitterness. You can't leave this stream tonight with that pain. Can I get you to say, I release it right now. So a poison perception, it will make you miscategorize the people you're in relationship with of any type. So relationship is a decision to engage in perpetual connection. These can be romantic. These can be friendships. These can be business partnerships. It's any connection. So it's not just with people. You can have a connection with an organization. You can have a connection with anything. And you will miscategorize them if your perception is poison. Got it? So you'll end up calling somebody that's milk wine. And the person that's wine, you'll call them poison simply because you don't have a refined palate. You're so used to the cheap stuff when you get the good stuff, you don't know what to do with it. I pray that your taste, watch this, I pray that it would appreciate in value. Would you lay your hands on yourself, say, Lord, increase my appetite for value. Because whenever somebody good comes in your life, you think it's too good to be true because you're so used to the cheap stuff. But I'm going to tell you, you've been through enough of the cheap stuff. It's time for you to enjoy some people that are fine wine, that add value to you. You still here? I said, are you still here? So, so look, so look, so look. We learned that milk is really for infants. Milk isn't really for adults. And we learned that on Sunday that the reason that adults can now consume milk is because of a, mu a mutation that took place years ago in Europe that spread to adult populations. See, adults didn't have the lactase necessary to digest the lactose that appears in milk. And so only infants could do it. So watch this. If an adult was able to consume milk prior to the mutation, watch this, it's because they had already had the mutation. You missed it, which means, watch this, there's some of you who people will try to, watch this, they will try to make you lower your standard, and they will say that what you want is too much. Uh, they'll say you want people to be perfect. No, I just want you to do what you said you were going to do. I ain't asking for perfection, I'm just asking for performance. Huh? It's quiet in the church. Watch this. And you will be tempted to lower your expectation. Watch this, to conform, watch yourself, to conform to the expectation that people with the mutation have. So, so watch this, so, so you will say, well, you know what, you, you ever had a test where everybody in the class did bad, so the teacher said we we're going to grade it on the curve? What did that teach people to do? If all of us are average, then watch this, then, then we won't have to ever strive to be better. And the reason you need to make sure your circle improves is because you might be judging your life on a curve. So you're comparing yourself to folks that really ain't been nowhere, ain't done nothing, don't really have anything to show. And you look at them and say, I'm doing pretty good. Not realizing, watch this, you're supposed to be the example setter. You're supposed to be the trend setter. You're not, matter of fact, in competition with anybody else. Watch this, you're in competition with yesterday's version of yourself. I think there's a few people in here and uh, in this building online that have graduated from competing and hating on other people. I want you to do you, because guess what? I'm going to do me. And I'm competing with yesterday's version of my self so milk really isn't for adults it's for infants and then thirdly we learned that milk spoils over time and the easiest way to tell if milk has spoiled is by checking for changes in consistency see watch this time tells all i'm gonna say it again time tells all i'm gonna say it again time tells all would you just touch your name and say time tells all now check this out you have to first check for consistency. See, uh, we know that milk is spoiled because the consistency begins to change. The milk gets chunky. Uh, and I saw this commercial today that was interesting to me because they were talking about that's not right. It's a cell phone company commercial you know, or sell your telephone uh, commercial. And uh, they said, you know, chunky milk's just not right. And they had a family drinking their milk and they were drinking this chunky milk. And as they were drinking this chunky milk, they was like, that's how I like it. I like mine extra chunky. Watch this. Could it be that you've gotten used to spoiled? You're so used to chunky milk folk. Watch this. That, that watch this. You, you're not surprised by that anymore. You're surprised when people are good. Right? So, so the consistency of the milk changes. So what does this mean? Practically, they become inconsistent. 
They become undependable. They become slow to do things. Because have you ever noticed chunky milk comes out slow? And they think, watch me, they think you're supposed to adjust to their chunky. As a leader, it's amazing to me the people who think I'm supposed to adjust to them. That's funny because you ain't up here. <laughs> so evidently that's not the way the Lord set the thing up. It's amazing because sometimes, and I'm going to preach the way I want to preach now, so if it offends you, I encourage you to get over it. It's amazing to me the stuff people want the church to accept. That they wouldn't go take to their job. That they wouldn't take anywhere else. But somehow, because we're the church, we're just supposed to tolerate it and put up with it and not say anything. Well, the devil is a lie. His mama is, his grandmama is, his daddy is, his granddaddy is. Matter of fact, all them yahoos are liars. Why? Because the church should be the most excellent place on the planet. It should not tolerate average just because it's the church. You don't do that at your job. If Apple ain't got to tolerate it, if Amazon ain't got to tolerate it, we sure as heaven, hell and earth don't have to tolerate it here. Say amen to that. Who's he preaching to? You. All of us. It's amazing how much more you will give man that you won't give God. And you sitting up here praying to be a good wife. Be a good Christian first, baby. Want to be a good husband? Be a good Christian first. I just want to take care of my kids. Take care of God's business first and teach your sons responsibility and they'll understand. Oh, y'all don't like that? If your neighbor ain't saying amen, elbow him and make it hurt. I'm saying, I'm just, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Yep, they should have said Amen. So he's kind of strong tonight. You watch this. You get intense when the game's about to end. And this quarter is about to end. And we don't have time for drop balls. We don't have time for fumbles. We don't have time for missed pass. Somebody say, I intend to win. So watch, 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 watch. Watch. Then it becomes discolored. Which means they don't look the same. The things they do don't look the same. They used to produce things at a certain level and now they don't. Let me give you an example of this in a romantic relationship. To get you, they did all that. Now that they think they have you, don't do it. Why? They, they're discolored. The milk is changing its color. It doesn't look the same. What it produces doesn't look the same. To be your friend, at first they were all talks, oh, I'm so loyal. I'm loyal, I got your back. You know, I'm loyal, I'm loyal, I'm loyal. And you know, ain't nobody else loyal, but I'm loyal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All that. And then watch this. Then a few months in, you're trying to figure out where that loyalty had though. You were loyal to me when you needed me. See, this is why it's dangerous to be, watch this, never be with somebody that says they need you. Because when their need of you expires, so will be how they treat you. I don't want nobody that needs me. Because if you need me, once the need leaves, so will what you did to get. Friends, dating, whatever. No, this, I need you. You can go on then. Because if you need me, when the need expires, so will the good treatment. When the need expires, so will the consistency. Are you here? Bishop, give me Bible for that. Peter said, after this big group leaves Jesus, because Jesus started preaching something that made everybody in the church leave. Jesus preached. He says, if you don't drink my blood and eat my body, you cannot sup with me. They said, wait, wait a minute, I'm all for the kingdom and all of that. This, they thought he was talking about cannibalism. So they were like, this man is crazy. This man is crazy talking about we're going to, he got to eat his body and drink his blood. So you know what they started doing? Everybody all this. I got to go to the bathroom. And they never came back. Watch this. Sometimes the Lord will let you have conversations with people. 
And you'll feel like, God, I probably shouldn't have said that. But the reason that you couldn't stop yourself from saying it was because the Lord needed to show you, don't you trust them beyond this conversation. Ooh, you missed it. See, watch this. Because if they can't handle a difficult conversation, you don't want to depend on them when you really... So there's certain things you told certain folk and then they disappeared on you. And I need you not to be mad. I need to say, thank you, Jesus, that I didn't tell you no more. Thank you that I didn't depend on you no more. You still here? So they started walking away from Jesus. And then Peter says to Jesus, Peter says, so Jesus looks over at them. He says, so where y'all going? Y'all going to leave me too? You going to leave me all, all the rest of them suckers that have made famous? I added that from a movie and Peter said Lord where else would we go you have the words of life who was the first one to leave him Peter what was he intimating he said Lord I need you but he watch this his loyalty to Jesus ended when his need ended because what Peter really wanted as a prideful man is he wanted to be around a man with power since he never had any of his own I just wanted to give you Bible for that whole need thing. You got it? You see right there? It's on the screen. All right. Then spoiled milk. I says, it stinks up the fridge. How many of us have ever had some spoiled milk in the fridge and you maybe didn't open the fridge because you were kind of eating out, doing takeout? And then you open that fridge. And that's what a milk relationship is like. To go around them, you have to change... your whole body movement because dealing with them you already it's warfare because you got to fight through their unclean smell it's quiet okay watch 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 um the fridge when the fridge gets stinky everything in the fridge gets stinky from spoiled milk got it and what's amazing is not only does everything in the fridge get stinky but if you're not careful you'll think that it's something else besides what it really is let me prove it to you. How many of you ever open the fridge, you spoil milk in there, but you didn't go first for the milk? You started checking other stuff. Y'all really gonna look at me like that? You don't know what I'm talking about? You start looking at stuff, opening stuff that don't even make sense to open. Mustard ain't gonna smell like spoiled milk, but you. I wonder what the difference between Best Buy and Sale Buy. <laughs> Here's the problem. You'll start investigating stuff that could never be the source. You're trying to figure out why there's stinky stuff in your life and you start investigating the voice that got you out of your valley. You start looking at stuff that couldn't possibly be it. All right, let's move. I got to move. Y'all getting something? All right, I said, we're just going to work this thing like a part-time job. All right. Then it has a sour smell. Spoiled milk relationships. Eventually, their attitude can't be concealed. What's an attitude? It's someone's mental disposition concerning or toward a thing. See, if you have a negative attitude, watch this, then it affects the altitude to which you can achieve in that thing. So if you have a negative attitude about giving, for example, then your altitude is low because your, your attitude determines your altitude. So if you have a negative attitude about being friendly to people, I'm not friendly to people because you never know what them people are going to do if you're friendly with them. So guess what? All of your experiences with people are like this. You don't have one good one you can report because you're a negative, pessimistic, spoiled milk person. But today... Now, let's pray this prayer. Say, Lord, every ounce of spoiled milk in me, I release it and renounce it. Say, I release it and renounce it right now. Apparently, you don't know when to put a praise on something. Say, every ounce inside of me that's spoiled, I release it and I renounce it. My attitude is increasing so my altitude can increase. Give God three seconds of worship Wednesday in this building and online. Come on, three, come on.
to glory to you, Jesus. Say yes, Lord. All right. Why, why do I keep having you break for worship? It's so that after you eat, you can drink. You can't just sit there and eat meat and, and meat and bread, all that, and not have some sip on some water. So when we take the break to give God worship, I'm letting you digest it. And then when we pray over what we're doing, what are we doing? We're sealing it. So there's a method to what I'm doing. It's not because I don't have enough content. Somebody said there's a method to it. All right, watch this, watch this, watch this. Um, consuming spoiled milk re results we learned on Sunday. And I'm spending most time in milk. Here's why I'm spending the majority of the time in milk. Because watch this. Uh, spoiled milk, what it ends up doing is it ends up becoming poison. So we'll get to that in a minute. He's like, well, how did it become poison? Because it was milk you never discarded. So we'll get to that in a minute. All right, consuming spoiled milk. So where are you getting these from? Why are you using these natural analogies to teach us spiritual principles? Because the scripture says in 1 Corinthians that natural things teach us spiritual principles. Can I get everybody to say that? Say natural things teach us, teach us spiritual principles. Okay? All right, so when we look at this, consuming spoiled milk results in stomach pain. And what happens with stomach pain is that you can't consume anything new because of something old. And I, and I taught about this on Sunday, and I really, this is perhaps the most poignant point of this message for me personally. Because when you have stomach pain, you won't be able to consume something new. So in the context of the message, milk refers to a what? Relationship, but more specifically, a type of relationship, more specifically, a type of person. Check it out. So what ends up happening is this is the most poignant point for me personally, because some of you, watch this, you cannot in, uh, introduce yourself to new because you are so, watch this, in pain from old. And as a pastor, one of the things I pray for, I pray for my heart often. I pray for my heart because I don't want to let an old spoiled milk sheep make me miss a new sheep. Because I'm looking at them through the lenses of you remind me of somebody that was spoiled. You got what I'm saying? So I want to encourage you. Let's do it right now. Say, Lord, I pray for my heart. Say your name. Say, cover it. Protect it. Don't allow past spoiled milk to make me miss new. Because what will happen is you'll end up missing a lot of what you say. God's doing a new thing. How does God do new things through new people? So you'll miss the new thing because you're judging the old thing. If, if we're honest, many times when you see a person, you do not see a person. You have prejudged that person based on what you think you know about that type of person. So you see somebody dressed a certain way, you've prejudged. If you see somebody wearing a certain type of shoes, you prejudge. You see somebody doing a certain type of hairstyle, you prejudge. Y'all not saying nothing to me and you know I'm telling the truth. You see a certain type of individual, you have judged them without even having a conversation with them. And you come to a whole series of conclusions because you have stomach pain. Spoiled milk has now made you act crazy with people who do not deserve to be treated that way. I wish I had some honest folk in the building. All right, watch. Let's, move, let's, let's take this thing further. Um, nausea. Nausea is the desire to throw up what's already been consumed. So what's interesting to me about nausea when, as it relates to spoiled milk What's interesting to me about that is that it's the sensation like you want to, but it never happens. So watch this. When you are dealing with spoiled milk in you, watch me, you always want to quit. You always want to, I'm going to give up today. You always want to do these things. And, and the issue is, watch this, is when you stay in a state of nausea, watch this, you never end up consuming anything new, which means now you're malnourished. So now you're tired because you can't consume anything because you always feel like you're about to give up on something. I rebuke the quitter in you. I rebuke the wimp and the whiner and the complainer. Y'all not talking to me. Lay your hands on yourself and say, there's no quitting me. I don't like how you said it. Say it like you mean it. Say, there's no quitter in me. Ooh, I hit something there. Let's go in and investigate that in the spirit. 
Because when you're surrounded by milk, watch this, what you will consistently do is you will consistently think that quitting is okay because you will call it false wisdom. You will say, I got too much on my plate. Baby, you ain't eight years. You're starving. You don't have too much on your plate. Matter of fact, you're not even overwhelmed. You are disorganized for what you ask God for. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, you got this. Come here. I'm going to bust this up in the spirit because I can sense resistance right there. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I was built for this. Say, I was born for this. Say, there's a warrior in me. Say, there's a gladiator in me. Let me tell you why sometimes you want to quit. You quit what you can't control. Which reveals, I'm going to bust this thing in the spirit because I can sense a whole lot of resistance right there. And if I got prayer warriors in the room, I need you to go and get on your post right through here because we're about to bust this one up in the spirit. Bust it up, bust it up, bust it up. Let's bust it up. Let me tell you why that's dangerous. It's because really what you're operating out of is the spirit of witchcraft. Why? Because when you can't control it, when you can't manipulate it, you quit it. And I speak to you and declare that you'll be set free. I'm going to bust this atmosphere. Hands in the air. Say, Lord, release me. From my desire to control everything. That's where you've got me placed in the situations I'm in to break my will. Give him glory in this building right there. There's some stuff you can't do nothing about. And I need you to stop fighting them and just tell them like they said in the old school church. Yes, Lord. Come on, let's go. Yes, Lord. Lord, have your way. Your will be done in me. There's some stuff you prayed, nothing changed. You fasted, nothing changed. You've sown, nothing has changed. What's that trying to tell you? God's not changing it until it changes you. I need you to just lay one hand on yourself. Say, Lord, let it change me. Say, let it make me better. Say, let it make me stronger. Let it make me wiser. Your quit is your attempt to operate in witchcraft to manipulate. As long as God knows you'll do that, he's going to keep putting you in stuff that you, that you cannot escape, that you cannot control, that you cannot change. Because he says, either you're going to give me what I want or you're going to walk around this mountain for 40 years. I got time. You don't. You lay your hands on yourself and say, I'm not wasting any more time. God, I got to fight through this thing, but I'm going to win. I promise you I am. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm not wasting any more time. Watch. Then vomiting. <laughs> vomiting means you have an uncontrolled flow. When we think of vomit, we think of oral vomiting. Um, but the reality is, is, is that um, the concept of vomit simply means an uncontrollable flow. So when you're dealing with milk relationships and milk people, in you, it will create an uncontrollable flow. The emotions will flow and you can't stop them. And here's what you'll say, I just can't help myself. What that reveals to you is there's some spoiled milk somewhere. And it might be in you, it might be in somebody, but you need to start checking the fridge. Because there's some milk there. Here's, 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 here's the last two things, diarrhea. And we talked about that on Sunday, and it got quiet in both experiences, just like it just got quiet right now. <laughs> now, is there anyone who's unfamiliar with what diarrhea is? Would you just put your hand in there? Yeah. yeah, nobody. Just don't put the hand in that there. Even if you don't know, you ain't going to say it because the silence makes you scared to say it. <laughs> Let's tell the truth, guys. We all have been acquainted with suffering. <laughs> <laughs> suffering that sends you to the throne room. And makes you sit down and wait. Now, here's what that means. And I don't want to get too graphic. Um, for some of you, the word is graphic enough. You're like, ah! Diarrhea means, watch this, what was supposed to form did not form. And it came out before it was ready. When you're spoiled milk, you have lots of mess, but no progress. Things are always prematurely released. It's, it's out before it's ready. You're posting before it's real. 
Y'all ain't talking to me. You, you, watch this. You calling folk, telling them what it is, but you don't even have it in hand. What? So then here's the last thing so I can move to wrap this message up. Um, food poisoning. That's, that's what spoiled milk will do to you. Say food poisoning. So then spoiled milk ends up becoming poison. So when the question is, what's my poison? The reason it's so difficult to identify it is because you've been consuming it for so long. And if you want to poison somebody, you don't walk up to them and say, here's some Drano. Drink it. You put it in their water. You put it in their protein shake. You put it in something that's in their everyday routine so that they won't pay any attention to the fact that this has now morphed into this. And worse, it'll come in this package. This is why the Bible says, do not judge things from the outer appearance. Some of y'all have met a whole lot of devils in blue dresses. Because you like the dress. You didn't recognize the destruction. Because you like how they spoke to you. You didn't recognize the destruction. Because they stroked your ego because of your insecurity. You didn't pay attention to the destruction. Because they told you things that were easily identifiable. You don't need to be prophetic to see when certain people are struggling with certain things. You can look. It's written all over your face. You don't have to say a word. You, you don't know that one? Okay. You, don't know, okay. you know it? Okay. All right. We may do it for altar call. We'll see. Poison causes death, injury, and harm. And I went into these in detail on Sunday, so I don't want to hit them again tonight. By chemical reaction. Say chemical reaction. Here's what's significant to me about poison. is poison reacts with something else that's present. I need you to catch that. Poison reacts with something else that's already present. See, this is why it's dangerous to allow poisonous, toxic people in your life. Because you may think it's no big deal. What you don't realize is what they're saying is mixing with something in you. See, if you're already doubting the Lord, when they speak something about some pyramids and some this and that and the Hebrew Israelites and this, that, and the other, and this, that. When they speak a little something to you, then all of a sudden now you're like, hmm. Because it mixed with something on the inside of you. But I dare you to lay your hands on yourself and say, Lord, release poison. Say, I renounce it out of my life, in me, and around me. See, you already feel like you're behind schedule. So when they show up and now they want to hurry up, you met them in January, they want to marry you in February. Now you're thinking this must be God because they're poison mixed with you feeling like you're behind schedule. Say amen to that. You already don't like certain family members. So when they show up and say certain things, you, you, it mixes with something present. Huh? That's why a little bit is dangerous because you don't know what it's mixing with. See, water, H2O. Two parts hydrogen, right? One part oxygen, right? See, so you may have two parts hydrogen and bring a little bit of oxygen and say, it's no big deal. But you just made water. You don't know what's already present, which is why, watch this, you got to be alert to the people that come in your life. What are you here for? What's your purpose in my life? Can I ask you a question? Have you actually asked people that question? Have you sat down and said, hey, listen, so what are you in my life for? What do you want from me? And ask it just like that. I mean, but I don't want to offend you. To heck with offending them. You've been spending hours and days and months and weeks and years. I need to know what it is you want from me. If you're my friend, my business partner, romantically. That's people you have dated and you've never asked what it is that they want. You want it long term. They never wanted that. You never asked. 
And now you've held them to an expectation of something that they never asked for. And some of y'all's faces are beginning to shift in the room. I sense your face, yeah. Some of your faces are beginning to shift in the room because what that just did is made you realize that there are certain things that you've been expecting from people that are false expectations because you never asked them what it was that they want. Touch somebody on the shoulder and say, ask them what they want. Tell me. He got the organ on. <laughs> I guess the church song. Two types of poisoning, acute and chronic. Chronic means over time, acute means right away. Certain poison, when it's introduced, it immediately creates an issue. As a pastor, can I be honest with you, Wednesday? This is Wednesday, so I can give you a little bit more, right? As a pastor, I can tell when people have been acutely poisoned. Their church attendance changed, their serving changes. They've been poisoned. Somebody around them is poisoned. They're poisoned. Somebody around them is poisoned. They've been poisoned. It's just, it's just that simple. There's no deeper explanation for it. There's poison somewhere in them or around them. How you go from being, uh, from being look, you, 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 you Google the church and your picture's standing right there talking about praise him. <laughs> that we can't find you no more. We got to call Casper to see where you're at. You're ghosted. I'm just going through a lot. So let's get this straight. When you go through a lot, you leave and run from the place that gets you through what you're going through? What sense does that make? Let's get this straight. Let's get this straight. When you are sick in your body, you don't make a doctor's appointment. Come on here. Come on here. When your back is like this here, you don't go see the chiropractor. Oh, okay. Because that makes sense. Would you lay your hands on your neighbor and touch him on the shoulder and say, don't run from God, say run to him. Just as I am. And here's what I like. I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. I don't have anything to be ashamed about before God because he already knows. I need somebody to say I have no shame. Oh, let's get that up out of this atmosphere. You have no shame. You have no guilt. You have no condemnation. God is with you. Can I get you to throw your hands up and say, no shame? No shame. Say it again. Say, no shame. No shame. Yes, say, no shame. Shame will mess you up. Because you will start to be your own destruction. One of the things I love about Bishop, y'all know Bishop Bright. He's not been this year. He'll be here early next year. He's been working on some things. And I told him, I said, Bishop, you ain't been here in a while. I said, I don't want the folks to think we even fell out. <laughs> he said, well, you tell them, man, they busy. No, I'm just saying. He would say that, though, but he didn't say it. He didn't say that. Um, he didn't say that. And uh, what's significant is our friendship has lasted as long as it has. His family and wife and kids and all that. Our friendship has lasted. It's because we operate from a place of communication where there's no shame. No shame. And we got an issue. We discuss the issue. Uh, look, sir. And we stay, watch this, we stay respectful. Some of you you get disrespectful, so you get dismissed. Because ain't nobody got to put up with you because you having a bad day. Because you have an attitude. Anybody got to put up with that? And, and, and we don't, you know, you know, we got an ebb and flow now, so we don't have too much that. But if we have an issue, we just talk, deal with the issue. And we keep it moving. We go eat. Check this out. Shame makes you, watch this, if you don't get nothing else tonight, get this, shame makes you shut down. And you, watch this, then you start doing Adam. Shame makes you blame. See, you know, the reason I'm not going tonight, you're standing just like this here. The reason I'm not going tonight 
See, I just, there's some things I disagree. Baby, you don't even read your Bible. How you going to disagree with me? How you going to disagree with me? You don't even read the Bible. Hmm? Hmm? Shame makes you blame. So you blame, watch this, whoever the biggest target in your life is. I'm preaching tonight. God, dog. This man is on fire. Listen, shame makes you blame. And you will attack the biggest target in your life. So whoever, watch this, you respected most when you're in shame, you shoot first. So if that's me, you'll blame me for something I have nothing to do with. But it's easy because it's the biggest target. If you respect your mother, you respect your father, whoever you respect the most, that's who you'll shoot the first when you're shamed. Bishop, how do you know that? Look at what Adam did. I feel like preaching right through here. What did Adam do? When God says, Adam, what did you do after he had sinned and was in shame? What did he do? He says, Lord, you. God was the biggest target. So he blamed God. And when God said, I'll have none of this. What did he do? He blamed the next. You got to be careful when you're listening to people blame folks. Because see, watch this. A dog that bring a bone, take one. So while they're blaming you now, oh, just give them two, three weeks. They're going to be uh, blaming somebody else now. Give them two, three weeks. They're going to be blaming you. Can I tell you how I deal with people? When people call me and deal with stuff, Bishop, I'm just, I'm just okay. I can say all that is your fault. But, I, I said, mm -mm, mm. but I'm dealing with pastors and mentoring pastors. I love it. Because I'll listen. I say, get it out, son. Go and get it out. Talk. Mm. That's what they did. Jesus. Woo. My God. I said, now all of that's your fault. Well, no, I need to say, no, because, mm. I said, if you start blaming, shame will make you shut down and shame will make you blame. And you're going to blame the biggest target. Whoever you respect it most is who you'll shoot first. And the danger of that is, is you might take out, watch this, when you take out the wrong person, when you need them to revive you, they won't be present. You better ask Miriam about that. She tried to take down Moses. Watch this. And Moses was the only one that could get her through that thing. I need you to lay your hands on yourself, please, one more time. Say, I refuse to live in shame. No need to walk around with your head down. We've all messed up. Can I tell you something about the people on your road? Yes, they're awesome. Yes, they're amazing. Yes, they're incredible. Yes, they're a curse breaker, but they've screwed some stuff up too. We all have. That's why we need, that's why we need, I need them like a fish need water. I need them like hogger need dogs. I need them like a car need gas. I need them like ladies need spanks. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. I need, the Lord. I need him, I need him, I need him, I need him. And sometimes he'll put you in stuff. I don't care how high you go and how much you accomplish. He'll put you in stuff that reminds you you need him. God, I need you. God, I need you. This is how you're not going to lose your mind. God, I need you. This is why you won't fail. God, I need you. Can I just get some people that know you need the Lord to just take a moment to let them know that you need him? Go. Go. Lord, I need you. God, I need you. Say it again. Lord, I need you. Your education is great. Your background's amazing. Your qualifications are impeccable. Your pedigree is unparalleled, unmatched. There's none more erudite and prowess than that which you set your hand to. But you still need him. Say, Lord, I need you. So, so let me finish this. Let me finish this. Um, you can have acute or chronic poison. Let me get to this. Poison, I said on Sunday, might be pleasurable at first. Um, to steal your heart when you're blind. <laughs> We learned on Sunday that Absalom, um, Absalom, who was David's son, wanted to take the kingdom from his father. So he began to steal the hearts of the people. Now, you may say, well, Bishop, no, people don't belong to people. True. But you can steal the hearts of people. And whenever you watch this, whenever you find uh, poison, you will always find someone that stole a heart. 
What does it mean to steal a heart? You turned it from where it was supposed to be focused and you turned it to something else. And watch this. I, as a pastor, I can tell when someone's been poisoned because watch this. Even their worship looks toxic. Everything has to be pushed. Everything has to be primed. Everything has to be go, go. And God is like, listen, it wouldn't be that hard if I had your heart. But since everything else has your heart, it takes 30 minutes just to get your heart somewhat ready to receive. Say, Lord, I release poison. Come on, we say, let's go. Say, Lord, I release poison. All right, let's move, let's move, let's move. Um, uh, it'll turn you from God. This is what poison does. So milk that gets spoiled, it will eventually turn into poison because it turns its food poisoning. So what it will do is it will steal your heart. Poison will turn your heart from God. And we looked at that on Sunday, so go get Sunday's message. Now check this out. You can't control poison once it's ingested. Galatians 5, 9. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Now this was significant because we may think it's no big deal. And guys, I plead with you to not play with the enemy because you may think watch this that it's harmless and he's like I got you do you think an enemy that wants to steal kill and destroy is going to take a day off to go have fun now so so watch this when you playing with him about oh we just you know we just you know we just do a little day he's like I got you can we go further can we go further and then we talked about wine Wine is sweet. We learned that requires carpentry to build. I'm just hitting something. Wine has some bitterness. These relationships aren't perfect, but they're not poisonous. See, a wine relationship isn't perfect. Can you please stop expecting from people what you don't give them? Guys, if we don't give perfection, we can't expect perfection. In fact, the most you can expect is what you give. Question, what are you giving? It's amazing because you will expect from people stuff you don't even give. Can, in any organization, any leader, any manager, any entrepreneur in this building and watching online, you know that the people who cause the most trouble on your team, the most trouble in your business, are the people who do the very least. People who are busy getting stuff done, they don't cause problems. They're too busy getting stuff done. The people who always got a, a faux nose for your yes and faux why nots for your they're the ones causing all the issues. And the reason they're causing all of the issues is because it's poison. Somebody say it's poison. poison. Now, wine improves over time. And we looked at this. I'm going to get to these last three things. Y'all still with me, uh, Wednesday? All right. Y'all still with me, Wednesday? Luke 13, 6. There should be measurable progress. And so how do I know if something's wine? Question is, is it better today than it was three years ago? If it's not, it's poison. They're, they're, look at me, please look at me, please look at me, please look at me, please look at me, because I heard a whole lot of opinions pop up right there. Well, there's exceptions. You can believe that. I'm just saying what Jesus said. You believe whatever you want to believe. It made me no difference. I'm just saying what Jesus said, because some of us think that we're the, we're the dog whisperer. We're the pig whisperer. Jesus Christ says something amazing. You want to know what he said about people? He says, he says, watch this. Do not cast, give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine. He's talking about human beings. And he says, some people act just like pigs, and some people act just like dogs. And you want to know what he said don't try to do? Don't try to change them. Look at me. Your greatest warfare will come from trying to change people. You'll live a peaceful life when you just say, that's what they are, that's what they do. Watch this. And if I'm okay with it, come on in. If I'm not, you can go. Go on now. Come on, 915. Go on now. I taught that at 915. All right, let's go back to that scripture real fast. Let's go scripture real fast. Last scripture we just at. Say measurable progress. So, so after three years, the Bible says dig and put some manure on it and then give it another year. So listen, in, in certain friendships, if y'all have been friends for 20 years and you're still unsure of what they are, Might be poison. Or it could be wine that you have not identified. How do I measure the difference? Progress. Where's the progress? Where's the fruit? Is this better? Does this make me better? 
Does this make me want to worship more? Or does it make me want to worry more? Do they push me to be better? Or do they accept my average? Some of you falsely call uh, wine poison because the wine, watch this, it won't allow you to just sit and settle. It says, no, do it better because you got better in you. And here's the sad part, and I'm getting ready to close. Here's the sad part. You'll run from wine to go get you some milk because it's cheaper. Oh, oh. Touch your neighbor, say, pay the price for the good stuff. Good relationships are going to cost you. They're going to cost you time. They're going to cost you energy. They're going to cost you money. They're going to cost you your ego. But baby, it's worth it. Can I get you to lay your hands on yourself? Say, I'm a fine wine. I'm a, I'm a fine wine. I'm a fine wine. Lay your hands on yourself again. Say, I'm a fine wine. I'm a fine wine. I'm a fine wine. Here's the danger, if you don't know your wine, you'll let people pay a milk price for you. All right, let's move, let's move, let's move, let's move. So three things you can do, guys. Doggone it, I ran out of time. Four things you can do. Can I, give you four? Can I just give them to you? Because Sunday I gotta move on. Can I just give them to you? Number one, repeat. You can repeat. Proverbs 26, 11, like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool that repeats his folly. You can keep repeating the same issues with relationships. And that's why I pray that these messages, every message this month is going to be very practical and pragmatic to help you in this year strong and get ready for 2020. Because in 2020, you're going to run for it, run for it. Somebody say, I'm running when I get to 2020. Matter of fact, let me fix that. You're not running. You're taking off when you get to 2020. You've been on the runway for the past year. You're, watch me. Thank you, Jesus. Your plane keeps getting stalled. You got to change pilots. You got to change crew. You have to change stuff. But I'm going to tell you, in 2020, you are taking. That's the word. All right, watch. So you can repeat. Number two, you can release. Titus 3.10. For a person who stirs up division. That word division there means a person who specializes in half-truths and misimpressions to win over others to their opinion. That's what that word means. Can I back that thing up? Wasn't that good? He says, as for a person who stirs up division, that means, that word division there means a person that specializes in half-truths and misimpressions to win others over to their opinion. When you fact check them, ain't much facts. Just a lot of I felt, I thought, seemed to me as if, well, the way I saw it, not fact though. Look at the Bible. After warning him once, then twice, Release him. <laughs> Y'all said I like that. Just make sure you ain't the one getting released. And I'm not saying that in the tech to nobody, okay? Don't y'all go there with me. Right. T touch your neighbor and say, release, release. Poison. poison. Here's why it's so hard. You've learned to carry it. And it fits your hand well. You've learned to live with it so the absence of it becomes difficult to imagine because releasing poison requires a new normal. Yeah. Touch your neighbor and say, get ready for a new normal. Yeah. God, this is good to me. Say, get ready for a new normal. Number three. Number three, you can reroute. God, dog it. Amos 3.3. 3. When you come hungry, then the word just flows, right? All right, Amos 3.3. 3. Do two walk together unless they agree to meet? In other words, he says, how can y'all walk together unless y'all have agreed to meet? Or, or more specifically, you've agreed on where you're going. So, so what does this mean? Sometimes you need to reroute people. They're, watch me. They're poison in the category you have them in. If you put them in another category, they're wine. You missed that thing. Guys, and I don't have time to teach it, so I need you to get it. Can you please get it? Let's go. 
See, you can I just go here? You tried to make it romance. And romance, bam. But if you reroute them, because y'all don't have agreement about romance, they're an amazing friend. They're one there. See, sometimes you're expecting fish to climb trees. It doesn't work. So sometimes you have to reroute people. You have to say, you know what? I know this is what you want to be in my life, but this, you do not have the qualifications to be that in my life. This, but, but, but watch this. But watch this. But you do bring value here. So you can be here. Oh, let's, can we sit on that for just like four seconds, though, because I got to quit. See, maybe they bring value there. Maybe you wanted them, watch this, maybe you wanted them to be a business partner. They just aren't good at business. <laughs> but y'all enjoy going out for queso and tacos. That's your queso and taco, buddy. So reroute them. Cut the business so you can cut your losses and just have you a queso and taco, buddy. Come on, Taco Tuesday. Huh? Some good queso. You've got five seconds of words of a good queso. No, I'm just joking. Do not do that. Do not do that. I'm just joking. Got to have fun and just. Here's the last thing. Recognize. Can I get you to say this? Can you say your first name? Say you better recognize. See, here's the question. How do you know which they are? First Thessalonians 5.21. But test everything. How do I test them? I believe in their patterns, not in their potential. I believe in their patterns. What do their patterns show me? What do my patterns show me about me? Because some patterns, watch this, you don't like a person unless they're a project. So people who don't need fixing, you don't like. You see, you see this in the store? You're like, $23, I don't know. $1.99, yep, let's go. I'm a doctor it up. I'm gonna put some stuff in it. I'm gonna hook that up when I get it to the house. You can't change what it is. Did you catch that? Say, Lord, help me to recognize the people in my life. He says, he says, test everything, which means, how do I test it? I look at the pattern. What's the pattern? Pattern. <laughs> you like it that I say it like that? You like it that way? Uh, the pattern. What's the pattern? I know I added some extra syllables in there. What's the pattern? See, some of you, your family members, if you check their patterns, they've killed everyone that tried to get out. What do you mean? What do you mean by that, Bishop? Everyone that tried to succeed, they shut down and said, baby, don't go doing all of that, baby. Come on over here. And when you check the patterns, you discover that you know what? I love you. But you might be I like seeing your smile. But when I check your pattern And listen, listen, here's the thing about life. You don't have a band to cue you so you know what it is. And I'm out of time. Jesus. Did you get some out of this night? God, oh, this thing was good to me. Can I tell you the truth about it? 
Can I tell you the truth about something? Can I help you with this? The, the difficulty many of us have with a message like this is because even when we look at the patterns, we still see potential. And here's the danger with that. See, what's poison for you might be wine for somebody else. Let's just use the gasolina. See, if you drink this, we're going to be praying to have a revival service to get your body up. But if I put it in my car, it's not poison. It's purposeful. The danger, the issue we sometimes have is that because we see what it could be for us, we sometimes try to force it to be that for us. Not realizing, you know what? You're amazing. But in my life, you're that. In the seat I had you in, you're that. So let me change your seat. Let me change your position. Let me change how. That's the whole reroute. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Hey. 